Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at shopgwdistrict.com. That's shopgwdistrict.com. The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's right. That's right. Hello. Hey. Hey, how you doing, sir? All right, good. Hey, I actually got this thing going. Wow, look at that. <laughs> See, it, it didn't take long at all. <laughs> no, uh, this is my, no, first time doing a podcast, and like this is totally new. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm glad to break your cherry on that then. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of people that can do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. so true. So true. So, look. Okay. First off, before we even get into any of this, I like the fact that you're very, very inventive. Because, mm-hmm. like, the cover that I, I'm going to use, it, it looked like it was a fuck machine that you made. <laughs> and... And it's like, how much of the equipment that you use did you actually construct yourself? Uh, I get inspired from um, pictures I see online and uh, other drawings and erotica. Uh, mm-hmm. I know some of the people that worked for uh, insects or ex-employees. And um, I've been able to coordinate with them to resource some parts. Some things, mm-hmm. usually I have... Use I use a picture as an inspiration, and then I kind of mm-hmm. build off of it. And before I know it, uh, I wind up in a totally different scene than the picture portrayed. Um, mm-hmm. So some of this stuff comes from my own imagination. Uh, a lot of stuff is 3D printed. A lot of stuff is welded. And a good chunk of it comes from imitating things that I've seen and putting my own spin on them. I mean, because it's like with you, you are the extreme. I would consider the extreme side of BDSM filming, I, like to that of sexually broken. But you yeah. don't do you don't do what sexually broken does. It's more of a dominatrix. Mm-hmm. It's more of a dominatrix sense than the, if they mm-hmm. are. You get what I'm coming from? Yeah. The closest thing I can think of my work resembles is device bondage. Um, from kink or from insects, uh, infernal restraints is another another one. Growing up, those were the types of uh, porn I was attracted to, and to a certain extent, um, how much of yourself do you think? How much of yourself do you think there is when it comes to porn, like nurture versus nature? Uh, mm-hmm. Did I do I make these things and do I come up with these preferences based off because mm-hmm. I saw them? Or based off, that's just how my brain's wired. Mm-hmm. So I've always kind of thought about that. Yeah, because because the market that you play to is extremely niche, and yeah. they're also very critical. Yes, yes, yes. There's so no it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like trust me. If it ain't legit, they they don't fuck with it. <laughs> so, and um, I dare say your stuff is very legit. There's also a lot of people that want to get into this or want to do 
higher production shoots with heavier gear, but uh, a, a lot of them are just talk. Uh, I've been I've been able to get uh, I've been congratulated congratulated by a few other students. I'm like, oh wow, you've actually really actually went out and done something. I'm like, yeah, if I want to do yeah. something, I'm gonna do it. And he, I don't know, and that's I think that's inspired a couple people. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. So look, let me do these particulars, and so we can get this interview on the road, sir. Okay. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone trying to start their own podcast career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get yourself a profile, start podcasting for free today. The Southern Champ, a.k.a. the Point Rap Star. Y'all know what it is. Find my porn links, my music links, and follow me on social media, all with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. We also have two proud sponsors. That the first one is the Facebook LS community, lsworld.com. Go there today, get yourself a profile, and start your journey or continue your journey to the life of kink. The Rhythmism Magazine. That's right, go there to rhythmismagazine.com. Get yourself a subscription. You can get the magazine in print, or you can get it, uh, and it has... The sexiest ladies from around the world, all countries from Europe to Asia, all the way down to South America and even Mexico, and a few from here in America. So go there today, get a subscription while you can. Also, we are proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network, Muslim Podcast, giving you the black experience. Plus, while you're there, experience some shopping where you can buy products from over 500 black-owned retailers and shops. So go to shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses, to build a black economy so create generational wealth. And as you know, every Monday night on K97FM, the radio station for the porn industry, Monday Night Smoke, 9, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I talked to somebody, a male or a female, producer, director, even a talent. Maybe even retail. You never know. I even have the little surprises here and there. As we talk about the business of porn. So tune in every Monday night for Monday Night Smoke. Now I'm going to be quiet and let this man introduce it. Uh, hey. Um, Alright, so I guess uh, my name <laughs> is uh, Shane McLafferty. I run the uh, I go by Dart underscore Tech online on Twitter and on FetLife. Mm -hmm. I run Dart Tech Studios, a uh, larger mm -hmm. corporation, Dart Tech Enterprises. And uh, I like to make uh, super, super intense, super, super niche, and super, super, I don't know, painful porn. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You yeah. You, you, you're for the pain slits, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Super, super sadistic, and I don't know. It's, that's so, so before you got into the business, this was something that you was already into or were doing or practicing? No. Nope. I have a degree well, in um, – I have, a, I have a, a bachelor's degree in computer science. And, oh. Uh, yeah, right. I know, right? <laughs> um, right when I got out of school, uh, I tried to find a job and couldn't, and mm -hmm. then I – bumped into uh, a guy who wanted me to do some computer work for him. Uh, mm. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I show up at his house and this guy runs a porn site. <laughs> and Interesting. That, yeah, and that launched me into, his, it was a serious bondage 
uh, down mm-hmm. in San Francisco. He's uh, he's ran by a guy named Mark Burnley, who's super awesome. And uh, he uh, he's like, oh, so this is my computer. Help me fix it. And I'm like, OK. And he's like, oh, by the way, do you know how to hold a camera? And he was looking for an assistant. <laughs> and it was and I was in the right place at the right time. And that just catapulted me into uh, four years of like an internship working right behind a producer on how a porn company is made, how you operate, how you negotiate and mm-hmm. uh, and then how to and learning different types of gear. And that kind of uh, and then after a while, after four years, I stepped out and I started doing my own thing uh, last year. And that's a lot. Some yeah. of the concepts you're looking at a, on my website, darktechstudios.com. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a combination of old content I did with other producers with him, and mm-hmm. or, and a growing and a growing amount of uh, my own unique content, which is uh, really really creative and really special. Yes, it is definitely creative because uh, watching you with Khalees Luna, how was it like working with her? Uh, uh, she's very giggly. <laughs> yeah she's a bubbly lady she's a bubbly sexy young lady i ever go front on that she, yeah. she, I, i'm pretty sure she was a lot of fun and stuff and everything yeah. oh my gosh i've i've only had really positive experiences with people um uh, but mm-hmm. the neat thing that made me take a look at her is that she can take a lot yeah. and that's like oh okay this is someone i might want to get to know and uh, <laughs> reach out and cross my fingers and you never never know so and uh she took everything that i threw at her yes i can see if i think she said y'all did with six scenes i mean and and i saw how intense they were even the one where she had to drink the water and not pee (laughs) that's a lot your your stomach um you got to be careful with that because there's there is actually something yeah. called water toxicity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to drink that much water. <laughs> then you probably drink water. <laughs> what I do is very dangerous, and I take all the mitigations and measures. Mm-hmm. Consult with other people. Consult with specialists, mm-hmm. and do my best to make sure the model or her, uh, she's safe, and I'm safe, and uh, yeah. she's going to survive this. So. <laughs> Yeah, because that was the other question I wanted to ask is establishing the trust because this is different than boy girl shit. Okay? Yeah. This is more extreme. This is pain slut shit. This is very deep into the realm of BDSM and part of what BDSM is all about. So, how do you establish trust um, with the models away prior uh, to the shoots as well as during the shoot? We talk about pre care, after care, all that. Yeah, we do lots and lots and lots of talking. Lots of talking. Uh, I connect with them. First off, I need to know if this is someone that can do what I want to do. And uh, you can't just grab anyone. I try to go to people that already have some production experience, specifically BDSM, which she shot BDSM porn. So that worked mm-hmm. out really nicely. Um, I get kind of cautious when I'm working with newbies. But they mm-hmm. or but really it takes a lot more. It, they, it can be done. It just takes a lot more talking. It's easier to pick something up in stride with someone that's already kind of done this, mm-hmm. uh, and it cuts down on some time. Uh, usually, what we do is we run. I uh, get to know them a little bit. We play mm-hmm. 101 questions. Then I start putting together a collaborative Google Doc of just some rough outlines. I ask. I ask them to look mm-hmm. at my website. What videos interest you? What pictures interest you? What would you want to try? 
And most people seem unusually open to a lot of stuff. So we slowly mm-hmm. start building together. It's everything is together. This um, Google Doc, and then we fine tune it. We fine tune it. We fine tune it. And then uh, when the shoot comes up a few days before, we usually kind of run over it one more time and uh, slim it down. And then we got our schedule. Okay, cool. And they're perfectly on the same page. I'm on the same page. When mm-hmm. I show them, when they show up, we out before the video starts i take everything out that i'm going to use on them and i test it on them i show them this is what this is going to feel like when you're tied up it's going to be a lot more intense what do you Mm -hmm. think and most of the time what we planned on and what how they take it is actually surprisingly on point Mm -hmm. um and uh they and in the middle of the videos we usually stop i let them out we take a break there's lots of water the videos mm-hmm. look really intense, but usually mm-hmm. we take about two breaks in between cuts, and I especially edit those out some, sometimes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this this is more a, what you see in the videos a normal person can't do. There's just a lot no. of movement, uh, a lot of communication, and a lot of movie magic that mm-hmm. uh, makes all this come together. So shoot, so um, because like with the fuck with the fuck machine, which I find funny. How many of the girls enjoy the uh because, so because that that's a very inventive and constructive fuck machine that is unique as i ever seen yeah that is um a modified sawzall normal fuck machines can go about maybe 10 thrusts per uh, second this one can hit about 40 um <laughs> you gotta be careful uh when mm. we were using it on, on her um, we had to relube her up about every uh, three minutes. <laughs> um, I can because, believe it. Yeah, that will do. That will do some damage. Um, but every, mm. she really had a blast. For um, I, I haven't really met anyone that's disliked that, but I know <laughs> some people are one orgasm come and done people, and yeah. after orgasm with that thing still going it's extremely overwhelming on them um i can imagine yo so people on multiple times oh they can just Mm -hmm. take that in stride and plus you're a rope rigger as well correct um i'm not as much uh i think rope is off is kind of um uh, i don't know saturated everybody does rope. yeah true yeah Uh, true yeah, so what I try to do is I like to focus on gear. All my shoots are gear heavy. Um, if, and that's like, uh, yeah, so rope isn't usually something I touch unless I need to. Sometimes I use twine. Uh, I usually tend to go for belts and straps um, because you don't see that many of them, and they give it a lot more interesting look than someone tied with rope. It's something that will make your head kind of take a second look. I'm like, oh, what is that? What's happening there? Uh, rather than someone just glancing at a shibari pick and saying, eh, eh. <laughs> oh, so true. So, <laughs> now the one thing I did notice, and you veered different from a lot of BDSM sites to this fact mm-hmm. that you do use BBWs, because I have talked to a BDSM site, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say which one. And they said they don't like using BBW women or fake women because they feel they're not flexible enough or be able to give them what they're looking for as far as what the type scenes that mm-hmm. they do. 
with me for what I've seen you do similar to them and you get you get the same result, but these are big girls. But go ahead. Yeah. There's there's no excuse if you're a BBW that you can't be put in intense, insane bondage. Um, there you are correct that um, some people have different bending and different suspension and different other uh, requirements. But I can easily take a frame or take uh, some rail, add extra support, tweak something and still mm-hmm. come up with something really, really awesome. Because mm-hmm. our ideas are built between what me and the model envision rather mm-hmm. than what a producer uh, envision try- and just needs to find a bottom. I base my scenes off the bottom, not off of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that makes the big difference, I think. Yes, stand out more because you don't, Actually, let's just be fucking honest. There ain't no, <laughs> ain't no sites that cater to no. BBW content when it comes to this. No, if you go, if you go to Google, let's be fucked. By dude, if you go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and and that's another thing that I don't do. I don't really fuck in my videos. I've shot mm-hmm. 150 videos and I've only had sex in two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Why you had sex in them two? Uh, because I'm asexual. Uh, okay. I am, yeah, I'm not uh, kind of wired like that. I'm also autistic. Yeah. Um, okay. Like, uh, I I function normally fine, but, like, I don't even know how to operate a stove. <laughs> my yeah, wife takes... I... So, it's, um, I, have my, I have my bits of quirks and that I think mm-hmm. contribute a lot to this. So, usually sex isn't something that's on my mind a lot or that I decide to subject on models. It can be mm-hmm. hot. That content does sell, but i rather beat someone them up than fuck them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, see, because see, to be honest with you, it's, how can I put this? It makes you stand out, and then once again, it really kicks into that strong niche market because this is mm-hmm. a this is a market that let's be honest makes money mm-hmm. because it's so niche because yeah. one, you got to really be into the pain slut into the bdsm this deep mm-hmm. to watch this because there's no sex you yeah. know what i'm saying there, you know there, it's it's more on a mental yes than sexual thing but go ahead yeah, you're going to want um but but when you're trying to produce this content, you're looking for bruises, you're looking for strap marks, you're looking for vocalizations, uh you're looking for especially like screams. Screams everyone has a different scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh um, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just fucking and also fucking is just kind of stereotypical mainstream. Yeah. I guess yeah, there's some people yeah. that like um, and also logistically, sometimes getting the girls uh, in some of these rigs, you're, you're they are nowhere lined up with my penis. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> then, as I tell you, you have to probably have to bring a talent in, and, uh, and just another whole bunch of worms within itself. What you, you say? That's it. Or, or you have to bring a talent in, a male talent in, which is a whole other uh, yes. of itself. Yes, and I do, and I do, I have worked with male talent before i've never actually coordinate with both uh male and female talent on a shoot before okay it's just never it's just something that's never come up i've never been presented with an opportunity to do some really intensive bg heavy Uh intense 
porn, but those those things mm. don't really mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but see, but see, that was a question I'm going to ask you. Does it make sense to do that? Because that would and with you going off brand, would it hurt you money wise? There is a market that sells. They want to see girls tied up. They want to see them strapped up, and they want to see people want to see them fucked. And uh, and there are models that want that. Um, mm-hmm. If I could wind up shooting a lot of BG stuff, it might expand my. Uh, I don't know. It might expand profits. I, I, I don't know. I've never really done the market research about mm-hmm. uh, about B, how how well BG and heavy content like kink.com and some other companies mm-hmm. you see them do heavy bondage and sex and uh, and the models that after mm-hmm. the interview don't seem nearly as thrilled about it as when I finish with them. <laughs> yeah. No, so. but see, I think could, to me, the way I look at it is that would make you stand out because you don't do that. Yes. It's, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. because it helps me build an image. Yeah. Because it's like when I discussed with models about on brand or brand, uh-huh. it's you have to be mindful that it's the brand and the image that you want to keep that is going to stick out and stand out. Mm-hmm. And I tell yeah. people it's an old saying, if it's not broke, why fix it? Uh-huh. So it's like, to me, if, like, for example, now it's one thing to implement something slowly, uh-huh. but me, the niche that you in, you kind of don't need to do the fuck the girl because that ain't. Like, they're going to be plenty exhausted once we're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and then, too, also, like I said, the people that come in to watch you not looking for that. Yes, there there is a lot. Yeah, that it's built. It would build my. It would definitely shift my audience, and it helps make me stay. Dis, it keeps my brand and helps me stay distinctive for people that like this. Yeah, uh, you don't have to. You don't have to fuck a girl to make porn. Oh no, no, because see, <laughs> but see that, but see that. What I always said, I said the only way a girl could avoid fucking a dude is she has to do something that's on the extreme level. This is it. Yeah. Oh, and another thing I thought was interesting. I've I've never had a model come up to me uh, at my studio and say I want to shoot BG content. Ever. I've I I know I'm not probably the most sexually appealing guy on the planet. <laughs> but the approach me, they're that's not that they're approaching me for the content that they see on my site. They're not thinking about am I fuckable. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, so I think that the the models that even though some of the models do shoot a lot of BG stuff, it's just not something that really comes up when when we're trying to coordinate a shoot with my company. Mm-hmm. But see, the thing of it is that the models that are coming to see you, they're into this. Uh-huh. So they yes. don't want a dick. <laughs> because because, because it, on the BDSM side, they are submissives and they're pain mm-hmm. slut. They yeah, are hardcore pain awesome. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You, you, there's, there's more, there's more to deal with, and by the time we're finally done with the video, there's not enough time to fuck them. <laughs> oh, oh no, no. But see, that my thing is, you get to have fun with the electric play. Oh yeah, electric so, play and medical play are my favorites. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, explain what medical play is to to, to, um, to my listeners. Medical medical play, or also called as uh, fat med. 
um, is where you put together operating room equipment or doctor equipment or costumes or some elements and you integrate them into the scene. Like if a uh, mm-hmm. woman was going to want to do a, a medical play scene, a gynecology thing, and it would be mm-hmm. a role play and a role play scenario. Uh, the person may have medical knowledge or not. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, and they just, they just role play and pretend. Um, mm-hmm. I like medical play because I can use uh, heart monitors, patient monitors, oxygen and different things and watch vitals. And it's mm-hmm. my whole scene isn't medical play, but I add a lot of medical play elements into the scenes to really make them pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Only also bans uh, medical play content. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I can't sell a good chunk of my stuff on there. <laughs> yeah. Cause see, but see, which goes to, the importance in which I want you to speak to of having a standalone because having a standalone site allows you to be able to sell content that you can't sell anywhere else. Speak to that. Yes. I cannot process credit cards. MasterCard and Visa have put very, very steep restrictions on the type of content that you can't sell. Um, Mm. And uh, I got deleted off clips for sale because I was trying to sell content that MasterCard didn't like. That's when mm-hmm. I put together my site. Uh, and how I use payment methods is I use Cash App, Venmo, Bitcoin, and I use money requests to do all my transactions uh, using a order ID number as the description. So mm-hmm. it's, they might as well be buying flowers. Um, sure. but, but using that, I'm also using a hosting provider. They're uh, uncensored hosting uh, dot com um, mm-hmm. and they we're I, I know the guy almost on a one-on-one basis he's really cool he says I can sell I can put whatever I want on that website except for child pornography and bestiality because yeah. those are yeah. federal laws yeah because the thing about it is with a standalone site mm-hmm. is that you control what goes on there so they're not going to bother you as much even they save you with the model central hypothetically yep Hey, ain't gonna fuck with your shit because they're just hosting. Uh huh. They're not running it. Wow. Now, when... some... mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, something also that's interesting is I, I, I see a world in about five, ten years where we won't be able to sell porn at all. Um, with mm-hmm. Mastercard going at the rate they're going, something, something's gonna give. Something's gonna happen. So mm-hmm. I built my website. Uh, I programmed it pretty much all myself. Uh, mm-hmm. designed for being to totally disconnected from any credit card processors or and flexible with payment mm-hmm. apps. And now I'm mm-hmm. also built it in a way that I can license it to other people that can mm-hmm. plug and play. They punch in their own content. Uh, I'm uh, 665BDSM.com is beta testing the mm-hmm. next version of the site, mm-hmm. but uh, other people will be able to use my standalone site And there's a lot of people that are trying to sell content that they can't Mm -hmm. or they're getting deleted. And uh, Mm -hmm. they uh, this this is a way that they can sell it pretty much reliably. And uh, I think I try to appeal to people. I think with me, like because I'm like you, I always think ahead. Mm -hmm. Like with me, I think something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Guys like me and you, people that do a boy girl content, the type content you're doing. We're going to have standalone sites. Standalone sites is going to become our vehicle. And you're going to mm-hmm. see less porn stars 
go to the mini vids and the OnlyFans and the whole nine because of the way that these companies are moving, but mm-hmm. because they're making they're making money off of hosting profiles, not actually hosting sites. Yes. you know, period. So yeah. we you're gonna start seeing more places like Model Central, the, the site you said that that uncensored hosting. You mm-hmm. feel me? You're gonna see more hosting sites. Because that's what people end up starting to do to stand alone site. Yeah. Because someone to get a standalone site. Because yeah. that's really the only way that you're gonna yeah. be able to do no, you can. Yeah. Because you can't even do scat videos. Nope. They, they, they didn't shoot down scat and Amnia P. You try to bring a gun onto a set, that's not gonna work. You have anything uh-huh. any type of vomit, that's not gonna work. <laughs> you're <laughs> it, it, they're just taking the fun out of this shit, man. And yeah. and but, yes. but see, that goes to the normalization of the business. Yes, it's and and that's why I think if Mastercard and Visa keep on going, they're eventually going to either cut everyone out or mm-hmm. make it possible to. But I think, but company. I think it's not really more so Mastercard Visa; it's the sites themselves, uh-huh. and plus a combination of the normalization. As in, when I don't know how many years you've been in it, uh, about we five did, on an industry level. Well, I've been I've been doing this fifteen. Oh wow! This wasn't a problem. <laughs> this wasn't a problem. Not even two thousand and ten. The reason why because it wasn't that easy to get into business and to get an account to be uh-huh. able to sell to put out content in the whole nine. Uh-huh. It became more easier now. Mastercard is a little bit worried because. With the pandemic, you have more a um, lot of people getting into porn. Uh, didn't yeah. really discount it or anything before. Yeah. So when you see all these this influx of people coming in, it made Mastercard them have to jump on them. Plus, it didn't help that a news article came out about mm-hmm. a girl that got raped and they put the video on a tube site. Because the problem was the tube sites. It wasn't Cliff for sale. Because the tube sites don't... You, you didn't have to be verified to put videos up there at mm-hmm. one point. I've lost a lot of money to piracy of my videos on tube sites. Yeah. So it's kind of like when you when you look at it, it they made it more for the content creator, but at the same token, they're making it harder for people to really make money because they're becoming too sensitive and worried about certain mm-hmm. things. Yep. Because trust me, Bitcoins might become a major player in porn. Mm-hmm. I've already processed uh, about four different transactions for Bitcoin. And uh, that so, money is up <laughs> since I got paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, shoot. Because like I said, I mean, I was sitting there just, I was looking at the uh, the, the Bitcoin exchange machine mm-hmm. and what the gas station's like, you know something? Mm-hmm. I'm glad I got some Bitcoins. I'm glad I got me a couple of Bitcoins. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's definitely insane. But it's just the difference of alternate payment methods for a consumer as a consumer to purchase what they want to watch is going to become more important as we head into a information age with censorship and uh, especially for my type of content. Um, yeah. Because um, thankfully, this is a side business for it for me. But um, there's a lot of people that um, rely solely on content production for a primary income. And a lot of things are going to change on that front. And it's a very dynamic situation right now. <laughs> now, 
now now um with you i guess i'm trying to, to figure out where i want to go with this <laughs> are you, do you practice bdsm in your personal life mm, no no um i don't really do a lot of play um because i'm so used to filming everything if i can't film yeah. it then what's the point <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's the job to me this is what i do this is my job and if i feel like i'm okay i'm done working like oh great now i need mm. to do this with something <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just <laughs> i mean because even on set you know what i'm saying it's kind of like you playing at the same time working you feel yes, me they're- there is a lot of play but um what what one of the things that got me started in this is my dad um growing up he committed to the bay area he left at four o'clock in the morning got home at eight o'clock at night i barely saw him and he was always complaining and bitching about his job he did not like his coworkers. he did not like his boss and he did this like as long as i've been born <laughs> and uh, yeah. i promised myself one thing i said i promised that I'm never going to get a job doing something I or working for someone I hate. And, um, and I found that in porn and like, I love BDSM. I love to play BDSM and I love to work. And when it becomes a job, I love to work it, but I don't want to do it when I'm not working. <laughs> mm. yeah. Yeah. Now here's the question. <laughs> Would you deal with male subs? Uh, I have a very about half, almost half my content is me playing with male subs. Okay, then. okay. Then. Oh shit! Up on my website, there's a F slash M for female videos and M slash yeah. M for uh, male videos. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a whole bunch of um, connections in the male community, and uh, guys can take a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure of it. Versus a a woman. You know, period. Now, now I'm gonna ask you this: Do you run into the stigma because you work with males that you're bi or gay or anything, or anyone cloudy over? Uh, I'm I'm an opportunist. (laughs) 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 I that's what I that's how I think of it. Um, I'm I'm asexual, so I don't really have attraction to people. Yeah, but but I'm an opportunist, and if you want to give me your genitals. I am definitely not even going to think twice about tormenting them. <laughs> See, it, which is funny because me, I'm a dom myself, and mm-hmm. I do have like a male slave, mm-hmm. a male pay pig, and mm-hmm. a couple of people trying to hit me up to be male slaves, where have you? And like I told one slave, I said, No, I do not fuck you, but mm-hmm. everything else is on. <laughs> everything is on the table because what people don't realize it and you can speak to this because even though even though you don't consider yourself a dom you 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 are a dom let's be honest you are mm-hmm. it's just you your doming is more camera than anything else but technically you are you know what i'm saying yeah. um that is more of a mental thing that mm-hmm. you get to do things these people get to submit to you doing things. It's it's a it, it's a mental it's a mental euphoria. Yeah, it's yeah. That's that's that is a good point, and and yeah, that that is true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because 
Because part of being a dom is you test yourself's limits anyway, especially yeah. if she's willing to be tested. Yes. If it's someone, a lot of people, if they're open to it, I basically mm-hmm. put as what I think they can do and then plus 10%. And yeah. then I back off. And uh, I've never had anyone freak out. It's with, as long as it's within negotiated limits, I yeah. push them. I can read body language really well. And, uh, and people, when they're in, when they're in intense pain, they put out yeah. a lot of body language. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, you can tell. It's... So it's, and I've been really, um, one of the knack that I think helps this whole thing come together is I, I can, I get a good sense of where we're about to hit yellow. Not quite, mm-hmm. but I know we're getting there. And because I played with so many people, guys and girls, um, there's only so many ways people tick. Um, everyone's yeah. different, but there are some similarities on how people react when they're getting ready to call yellow. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what I've been. Yeah. So I, I, I push within limits, but I try to go 10 plus 10 percent. Mm-hmm. And, and it's usually worked really well in the past. Yeah, because I think that some of the girls you, you probably get when they come in, see the, the toys that you have, they're probably excited. Uh, <laughs> I was, there's a lot of either it's, it's either excitement or nervousness. I've been hit with. Uh, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure some nervousness there. <laughs> I've hit. I've hit with two. Um, mm. Yeah, and like most of the gear that I have, I have boxes of stuff. I only get out maybe like a quarter of what we're gonna need. Um, very few people that have actually, I've, it would take too much time to run a bunch of stuff by a model. Um, mm. and unless we're doing like a show and tell video, which I've done some, some, which I've done some in the past and a lot of models are not going to understand or recognize unless they do heavy BDSM or what half the shit is. Um, mm-hmm. and when we're, when they get here, I'm like, we are on a time limit. We got to start. Mm. And, uh, so yeah, so it's it it always makes things fun and it keeps people excited and a lot, a lot of questions and I love teaching and and yeah it's it it just works out really well. I like I said I from when um I saw the pictures mm-hmm. of you working with Khalees, I told mm-hmm. I said now nah, I got to interview this dude because I'm I'm loving what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> because like I said, I mean because one is different. And like I said, I've never seen the electric well, I've seen the electric play on TV or what have you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um and, and the different types that they do or what have you and uh-huh. everything. And also I like the fact you had the straight jacket because you don't see too many people use that. You uh-huh. know. Um and then like I said, when I saw like the fuck machine, I said, I told I asked, I said, he builds his own shit, don't you? She was like, Yeah, I, I can tell. I said, you're a very imaginative person when it comes to this. And how important is that to be imaginative? Because even with BDSM scene, boring if you do enough of them. So how much you put thought process to make each one different and unique for each model and each scene? Um, That actually comes really easily because every model is different. Um. Every Google Doc that we put together has different ideas. Like they want to do a special twist on it that are or and I've and a lot of it comes from inspiration. But I don't know. It just kind of comes almost like naturally. Like uh, if and it's if you if someone's a dominant, if you go to a sub and you tell them to dom someone, 
and which has happened i've <laughs> i've been in situations mm-hmm. where it happened and then i'm like so what do you want to do for them first and they stand there for a second and they're like uh it just doesn't come naturally but when i'm a dom and uh when i think of like what would i not want to do to you <laughs> i got 10 zillion ideas in my head already and i think some of the creativity comes from uh, my autism and my asperger's mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. That I just think I, I process information differently and I think of things differently and I approach scenarios and situations differently. And uh, and I uh, so I, I think it's a very unique I'm a very unique person. And I think it's all my mm-hmm. little quirks that help me with the imagination process and coming up. And sometimes even when we're done drafting it out, by the time we finally do it, they're like, that came out different how I thought that how that was going to be. <laughs> So thing, things are fluid and they, cha- and they change dynamically depending on mood and how things are going. But um, I don't know. I just never run out of thinking ideas. I know a lot of smart people. I get a lot of creativity. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of erotica and a lot of, uh, I don't know. I just derive information from everywhere. Well, shoot. Well, I, what I say is. I must admit that I I must give you your kudos, sir. You're doing some amazing work. And I definitely would love to bring you back on here so we can discuss more, man. Yeah. Because I want to hear with some of the people that you have worked with and stuff. Um, One question I do want to ask. Tell me of one time where, like, one of the most extremist scenes that you did, that it just just amazed you that you pulled it off. Oh, man. I don't get any time to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you need time, we can come back with, with the next episode when I bring you back. Oh, I have shot so much stuff and it's been so unique. Uh, when I, I don't know, man, uh, when I put together an idea and it all comes together, it is a very unique, very epiphany moment. And I'm like, we actually did this. And when I'm editing it, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's on what the cameras pick up because I know what I'm seeing, but that doesn't matter. It's what the cameras are picking up. So sometimes when I review that, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh!" And I have to yell and get the model. You need to see this. Look at this. It's it you. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my god." <laughs> yeah, because it's 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 for, for my days of being in the business when the scene just flowed perfect, and you go back and look at it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 euphoric within itself because you know that you made a masterpiece. Yeah, and w- one of the ways to know if it was good is basically ask them if you could, yeah. if we wanted to rewind, would you want to do this again? Yeah, and pretty much every single time I've asked someone, it's been a very enthusiastic yes. So, like I said, man, you do some very amazing work. I am curious to see what. What you do next? What models you work with, um, uh, and everything? Because I, I, I... <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's. I'm not wasting um, any any time, and I will post. Uh, I got on Monday. I got the upcoming week. I got a four day shoot with a uh, BB wonderful BBW woman uh, who uh, wants to try some P stuff. So, and I don't oh. shoot a lot. So we're going to try, uh, there'll be some new stuff popping up on my Twitter and, uh, that's uh, twitter.com forward slash dark tech studios. One word. 
And uh, yeah, over the next uh, week, I, I try to post uh, a lot of experience. I like to live tweet, kind of post pictures in between when things are things are happening. So, have you ever thought about like doing a live show or something uh, while you film what have you? Because I it, it would. I'm very, because I'm pretty sure it'd be people that would love to see it live as it's going on if it ain't nothing behind the scenes. Yes, I am thinking about uh, buying, purchasing some streaming bandwidth and making a tab for my website for um, mm. uh, when I get the when I get this rolled out over the next week. Um, mm. That I'll just set a camera up on the wall and we'll just film, and I'll just let it run, and you'll get to see everything that's between the shoot. I'll post it on my Twitter that's saying live shoot coming up and it's all the yeah so if you want to be a fly on the wall uh i hope to make that a thing i just got to figure out if i have the budget for the bandwidth streaming is expensive yes <laughs> no trust me i know bro i know so i just want to say thank you for blessing me um i definitely want to bring you back for enough some, some more episodes if you're willing to come totally cool it's um, it'd be fun to get me and get one of the models that I played with. That's what I would love to have happen. To have both I of y'all on at the same time so we could really chop it up. Yeah, I think that would be um yeah. If you if you got me and uh Luna up on a podcast, I think that would be fun. Well Luna, I know Luna would probably be down for that shit. Oh yeah. I know oh. she'll be down for that shit. Cause, and she I can guarantee you she remembers everything that happened to her. <laughs> Yes, because she described it with glee. <laughs> with glee, she was she ready to come back while you're playing. Yeah. If you if you while you're bullshitting, so yeah, yeah, yes. bro. I mean, nah, but that let me know that you do good work. You know, yeah, right. um, yes. Yeah, so let's see if you can get me back with uh, coordinate with the model, and we can just talk about uh, more of the grind on how this put this put together. Most definitely, most definitely. So, people, you know how we all. Life is a learning experience with the point experience. You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, sir. All right. No problem. Hope to see you again. Bye. No doubt. <laughs>